I've been playing with my keys. I'm just saying, if I was a lady. Hey guys, Johnny Casino here. And if you know who I am, you know I love making podcasts. But what makes that possible? Dayspace Podcast Network. This is a network that allows a number of different podcasters to put their shows in your ears on a weekly basis. Now, we are trying to grow the network and we need your help, listener. The first thing you can do is go on iTunes and rate whatever shows it is you listen to and give them that five-star rating, a short little write-up. It'll take you two minutes and it'll put our shows in more people's ears and bring more attention to the network itself. The second thing you can do is go to patreon.com slash dayspace and donate $1 a month. Now, $1 a month is like giving up, I don't know, a cup of coffee every four or five months. But what it'll do for us is allow us to keep the network going. It'll allow us to upgrade some equipment to make the quality of the shows better and potentially allow us to make more stuff that we can bring to you. So $1 a month at Patreon, five-star rating on iTunes. Help us out so we can keep bringing you the best podcast possible. Welcome to Character Crunch, episode 168 for October 11th, 2017. I'm Dave Moore. Joining me is my best friend, electrical engineer by day, Jeff Daly by night, Jeff Daly. Yep. When I am not Jeff Daly, they call me Hef Katadia. Hef Katadia. It's Jeff Daly in Spanish. Wow. Hef Katadia. Hef Katadia. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. You know what they used to call me in Spanish class? Hef Katadia? You know how you can pick your name in Spanish and stuff in those classes? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, 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 I named myself El Chupacabra. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you thought you were cool? Oh, I was I was totally cool. What grade was this? This was ninth or 10th grade. All right. Ninth grade. Ninth grade. Hmm. I failed Spanish class. I barely passed French. It's all right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get it. Uh, I stayed after. Hi, hi, Madame Briquet. Right, Madame Briquet? I feel like that was her name. Don't call me out on this, people. But I feel like I can call her out for this. I would I would go after after class, Jeff. Right? Yeah. After school at like 3 o'clock when the school closed. Right? And there should be time for her to help me, considering I failed every quiz and every test. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm coming to you for help. You're supposed to be there to help. Now, guess what she did instead of helping us? What? She would leave us in the room with more worksheets that we did not understand, right? Like, yeah, did that work? Yeah, clearly, clearly, this isn't going to help. While she would proceed to go out in the hallway and flirt with the German teacher. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Helpful. Helpful, well, Madame Briquet. The only problem with my Spanish class is homework was 10% of your grade. And tests were ninety percent of your grade. <laughs> See, that's Which, messed up. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 uh, it's not good. Screw school, man. Oh, man. You don't need it. Drop out. No, I'm just kidding. If you're in school, stay in school. I have a nice job because of school. Yeah, Jeff has a good job because of school. <laughs> Dave went to school. <laughs> Jeff, Dave went to school and got a degree. Uh, he makes podcasts and goes to an okay job and does well at his job. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jeff, 
Something yeah. important happened in the world Dave. of Nerd. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Something happened in the important world of Nerdum this week. What's that? The other night during Monday Night Football. Yeah. Did you do what you were supposed to? What was that? Buy tickets for Star Wars The Last Jedi. No, you didn't even tell me. Uh, Jeff! <laughs> I think there's going to be tickets left over. I uh, wouldn't get your hopes up. I bought tickets like the last week when The Last Jedi. The, the, the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens came out. There are yeah. 10 movie theaters within like a 10 mile vicinity of where I live. I'm going to be fine. You should check right now, though. Um, I stayed up till midnight. I waited in a digital line to purchase tickets while a lights lifesaver light life sa- lightsaver. Why can't I speak today? You know what I meant. Uh was loading. And um I got the last two normal seats in the theater that were together. I couldn't get more. I would have bought more if I could. Um I had to see it in 3D IMAX at my least favorite theater in the city. Cinemark. Uh, no, Regal Cracker Park. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, but it's okay. It's a stadium theater with the recliners that they've upgraded. But the drinks are not refillable endlessly, and popcorn is okay. It makes my That's stomach sick. Ridiculously stupid. What? That the prep pop isn't refilled endlessly. Yeah. Right, because it's the cheapest thing ever. If you work in a convenience store, if you ever worked with a fountain drink machine, you know that that stuff costs like nothing. Like fountain Literally drinks, nothing. Yeah, like fountain drink syrup costs pennies. <laughs> There's plenty of seats available where I'm at. Wow, lucky you! I got 7 p.m. Thursday. I got a 7 p.m. showing. And where do you live in the middle of nowhere, Jeff? I live on the east side, Dave. The east side is less populated than the west side. Yep, apparently. Well, good thing you can get tickets. You gonna buy them right now? Nope. I'm gonna nope. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not spending some of my money two months ahead of time. I will call you when I come out of the theater, and you're like, I can get tickets. I'll call you back and like, hey, Dave, I saw the six o'clock showing. What about <laughs> you? There is no <laughs> six o'clock showing. Um, I can't wait. Absolutely cannot wait. I've watched the trailer. I did not want to watch the trailer. Jeff, did you watch the trailer? Nope. Okay, good. Don't watch the trailer. Um, you don't need to. Um, I think they're just lying in the trailer anyway, so it's fine. What else is there? Jeff? Yeah? I can't believe you didn't buy tickets. Nobody told me. You, you, t- you called me at like 1230 when I was asleep. I think I did call you this night. Yeah, you did call me that night. Yeah, I did. I did call you. So don't tell me I didn't tell you. you I tried. You tried at forty at night. Well, that's when I got my tickets. <laughs> I had to wait. Why, they, 40, why are the market Fridays opening day if you can buy tickets on Thursday? For Thursday, for Thursday yeah, that's a good point because it used to be midnight. Used to be midnight on the East Coast. <sighs> Star Wars The Last Jedi may be going to be the greatest movie in the history of cinema. Uh, Star you Wars Special. The Last Jedi, the eighth movie. 
It's not going to be the greatest movie in all of cinema. Say like the ninth movie. It's the eighth official movie. Yeah. All it's right. not even the ninth. Like it's like probably the tenth or eleventh. Yeah, if you count Clone Wars the movie. Holiday special. No, the holiday special. <laughs> um Jeff. Yeah. Star Wars that week takes over everything for those who are new to our new format, which is everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, Star Wars will interrupt that. Jeff better see it that weekend though. We will proceed to see it three more times in theaters like we did last time. Yeah. Hey, I saw get refunds I, now. I even saw Rogue One in theaters twice. That's exciting. I still like Rogue One. I, I like Rogue One. It's on I don't, Netflix now. Yeah, it's not great. Your it's face in, isn't great. Eh, Jeff, let's not deny it. Yeah, we can't deny that your face isn't great. Yeah, true. True. <laughs> Just kidding. Point, you, point, point taken. Did you get Szechuan sauce? Oh, no. You want to talk about this? You want to talk about this? I heard that that's the all of the McDonald's personally apologized yep. because all the McDonald's got like 70 Szechuan sauce packets. And there and were gross. way more people at every McDonald's, even though they promised all day. And they grossly misunderstood. The one at McDonald's, I called, I said, yeah, do you have it? Like, no, we released it at 2 o'clock. We were sold out by 2.02. Oh. <laughs> Man, um, so they're going to bring it back officially. They have committed and confirmed that, so that's yeah. good. It's just funny that they didn't think people would really want this. No, I, you know, it, it would have been a hard thing to, to guesstimate. Speaking of which, I think Monopoly is back at McDonald's right now. It's hard to guesstimate one of the most popular cartoon that everybody is cosplaying. In the in the United States, they couldn't understand that everybody that there, would want it. That there'd be a demand for it. I mean, not, not necessarily, Jeff. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to like look at it and say like, no, not going to happen. How? I I just don't set my expectations too high, Jeff. What what if what if they didn't get rid of all of them? Oh, they they gave each McDonald's like seventy sauce packets. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Casino and Ewoki are in our live chat, Jeff. Mm. John, 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 why are you here? Johnny, are you a girl? <laughs> just saying. If I was a lady, guys, you should just co- copied, cut, like cut out F. So just saying. Yep. So, so Jeff, we uh we watched a show in our new format for Character Crunch. We're crunching characters. Yeah, we're crunching characters. Time. We watched um we watched a show this week. Mm-hmm. What it also had watch? also had to do with stars. Yeah. And and sometimes it has to do with wars. You watched Star Star Wars the Clone Wars? I thought we were gonna watch Star Trek. Now I'm looking gonna look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, we watched Star Trek the original series on our endless quest, which means seriously endless, because at this rate we'll never get through these shows, to watch the entirety of Star Trek the original series, three episodes at a time, once a month. Jeff. Can we do a season at a time? I've thought about it. <laughs> yes, Dave. Did what? You start at the pilot, right? You start at I, the pilot with Kevin. I, 
with Captain Pike. Yeah, because apparently that isn't started as like they're it's just a pilot, and they redo that in like almost most of that thing in season two, episode one. Yes. So we'll get there. Uh, in two months. <laughs> in two months. So we watched it. What do you? What do you? You you you've watched these episodes before, haven't you? I've seen all three of these before. So, I, I'm more curious as to what you think because there's there's a level of like, like this is cheesy. The budget was clearly low. Um, the budget's low throughout all of Star Trek. Right, but there's something extremely enjoyable on a nerd level to me and these these concepts also that i feel like are something that you and i both enjoy yeah but i wasn't sure how you were gonna feel about these episodes going in i i i love this show and i don't care how cheesy and campy and weird and awkward some of the characters and the writing and the effects and like I can look past all of that and still just enjoy like the plot. <laughs> yes. I I thought it was good. Um but I like Star Trek. I've watched Star Trek the original series before too. Like the Trouble of Tribbles. You've watched the Trouble of Tribbles, right? Right. I've seen um, the no- the notable episodes. I've right? seen some weird ones too. Yeah, but but never never have I committed to the idea of going like I'm going to watch all of this start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I love the Star Trek universe. Let's let's talk about Captain Pike. What if the for a Star minute, Trek Jeff? universe and the Star Wars universe is the same universe? They're just on opposite sides. I mean, if you were to believe the title card at the beginning of Star Wars, you would be easy, very easy to believe that. Mm-hmm. Star Wars takes place in a galaxy a long, long time ago. Far, far away. How far away, though? I mean, if we invent Warp Speed, but remember, Star Trek is set in the actual future of us. Think about it, Dave. Think about it. Eventually, Star Wars is going to catch up in the timeline to where we are. They've already gone, like, a while in the future. Yeah, but they said a long time ago and never specified. Yeah. Could be millions of years in the past, Jeff. They never have to catch up. Man, what what if it was just a long time ago, like 100 years? I mean, that that would be pretty backward thinking. What do you classify as a long, long time ago? At what point in a timeline do you consider it a long, long time ago? Uh, at least ten thousand years. I I'd say I was thinking a hundred thousand years. I I like to think that it's not impossible that we could catch up, but it is at the same time. What if they do a Star Wars and a Star Trek crossover? I swear that Star smart. Trek has gone back in the past. That that is true. Ha ha. Confirmed. I think, they, I think they've Star already Wars, done. Star Trek confirmed. <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight? The Starship Enterprise or the Millennium Falcon? Uh, the Millennium Falcon. You think so? Yeah, way more brutal. 
Yeah. The, the, Enterpri- the Enterprise is powerful. Don't get me wrong. Right? The, like the Millennium Falcon can can fly do the Kessel run in what 69 parsecs. <laughs> We're gonna see that in a movie in a year. Even though parsecs is a measure of distance and not time. Right. <laughs> Jeff. So so how do you what do you think of these first two episodes? I love them. I love the I love these pods. Let's talk about Captain Pike, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Cause you you were like, who's Captain Pike? <laughs> I don't know who Captain Pike is. Um Captain Pike will return in the future. We'll we'll get there. Uh he's played by three different actors over time. Return in the future and not in the past. Yes. Is he is he a descendant of John Luke Picard? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we're not. Look so confused. <laughs> One is Picard. I know, I know, Dave. Now, now here's there. There's so much speculation around this, Jeff. Because after you called me and asked me, like, what's the deal with Captain Pike? I was like, I'm, I'm digging. I'm gonna try to dig and find this because I don't know. And the only clear explanation for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Like is this is the original pilot? They actually made two pilots. Yeah, they did. And this this got turned down got as turned the original by CBS or whoever they were pitching to at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So the intent may have been to keep him on as the main character. Yeah. Also, considering they established his entire crew. And like the chain of commands and everything within the ship, hey. and Spock was there. <laughs> Do you know what I've noticed in these first couple episodes? What? Even if you don't wear a white red shirt, you can still die. Yeah, there's yeah. Welcome to another misnoming kind of not true fact about Star Trek. Red shirts die a lot more often than any other shirts. Yeah. No, no, no. Of course, the same. But nobody ever is going to actually say "beam me up, Scotty." It's no. not going to happen. We're not going to see that ever. No, but Darth Vader never said, "Luke, I am your father." Yeah, I still don't remember exactly what he actually does say, though. Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father, and then Luke Skywalker is like, "He told me you killed him," and like all this other <laughs> stuff. And then Darth Vader is like, "No, I am your father." And then he yells no, and then <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I thought I liked the first the pilot. It was pretty cool. Just not used to Captain Pike. It's like who yeah. is this guy? <laughs> um, and that whole episode was just like what? It was two or three backdrops at most. <laughs> uh, there's the cage. There's the the cage he's locked in the like the weird metallic cage. Oh well, yeah, and well, there's all the yeah, there's all the there's all the fantasies too, Jeff. Yeah, that's true. Um, they're all backdrops. <laughs> you know, thinking about like all the Star Trek episodes, it seems like a lot of the backgrounds is always a desolate, barren planet. No, you know that's something I realized <laughs> too. Is like, how many empty planets are there that are inhabitable? Right, like. People live on them, or aliens live on them, but there's like, like they're they're empty. So, let me ask you: at the end of episode one, 
Uh, the end of the pilot. Like, did that? Did was that? Was that alien species doomed to fail, or did they, like, because Pike returned to the Enterprise? So did they just do? Did he just doom those alien species? Or be so, like, see, like, so maybe originally, it seems like yeah, they seem to have doomed them because mm-hmm. uh, they can't create a race of human slaves, even though they'd be creating a fantasy world in which everything seemed wonderful and awesome. And we're being um, really slaves. They were going to use them to like rebuild their society with on the surface of the planet. Yeah. Um. This is for anybody who doesn't remember this pilot, right? These are the brain people who have a name that I always forget. The Vulcarians, Vulcarians, not Vulcans, but Vulcarians. Jeff's going to Google this in a second. Um, who who use their extremely large amount of intelligence to like create illusions in order to convince Captain Pike that he needs to mate with this woman they found so they can rebuild a society using human beings. Jeff. Oh, there's two of you now. All right, that was weird. I was um, um, something popped up on my Google Chrome, and it was like a virus type thing. Like it was just like a random pop up. Oh, okay. I couldn't get it to go away, so I just hard closed my Chrome. Okay. Well, I, I was telling them about this episode. All right. So, so what was I going to Google? I I don't remember what these things are called. What the brain people were called? Uh, the brain people. <laughs> yeah, the brain people <laughs> with the really powerful brains. Dude, if I had a brain that sized, I wouldn't want to go outside either. I <laughs> I think I think my favorite level of brilliance is that they're creating illusions to think that they're not destroying things. Yeah. Like I think that's my favorite thing. Is like when they're when they're shooting and just trying to like break into the thing to get the captain. Mm-hmm. Like they successfully did it. Colosians. They just couldn't Colosians. Why did Colosians. I call them? Tolosians. Um, Jeff, what do you think of these aliens? They're uh, they're pretty brainy. They're pretty powerful. Do um, you pretty smart? They're pretty smart and stupid at the same time. They can't read through primitive primitive thoughts. Just rage. They can't read through rage. Right. Uh, what do you think of the woman? The woman, I think she's just defeated. Well, yeah, at first, like she was pretty pretty, but then you realize what happened. And yeah, everything, she, why she can't leave or anything, which sucks. What yeah, do you could, think of her? You feel kind of bad for her at the end, don't you? Yeah. Like even though she's gonna get this like weird illusion of Captain Pike to do things to her for the rest of eternity. Like which might not be that long. Considering <laughs> her age, um, how old is she? I mean, that's kind of unclear, right? Like, yeah, she's clearly pretty old, but they also like kind of put her back together, kind of messed up. Yeah, like I can't. But can you go think about it? They said they couldn't piece her back together, right? They didn't have a body, but they got pretty dang close. I mean, come on. 
Like, like that's not that's that's pretty weird. Like they got ridiculously close. Yeah, they. If they had the power to put her back together like that, can't they just like to put her back together the right way? Yeah, no. Like, do you think they could just change it? Like. They 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 put her back together once. If they took her apart, they don't. They can't just rearrange her to make her a little bit more, yeah, normal. Everything works, they said, which is creepy and weird and uncomfortable. How do they know everything works? Uh, lots of illusions, and they're not the first people to crash there. I don't think, or to land there. I guess they don't crash. I I like Captain Pike a lot. He's he's got age to him. Well, he's he's just he just hates uh he hates he he feels guilty over the death of all his crew members all the time. Yeah. He he seems like he can't win. Yeah, he's defeated. He just wants to go home. Yeah. Which is kind of I mean kind of fitting considering that he's gone after this, right? Like like you could just kind of assume he went home. Yeah, in the, in, in, died. In the new movie, I think Captain Pike hands the Enterprise over to Kirk. Like, I think that's the plot. Maybe. The newest movie? When? Like, the new movies. Not the newest movie, because the newest movie's Beyond, which Kirk's been the captain for a while now. Yeah. And Chekhov is dead. Captain Pike has been played by three different people. Yes. Because we're going to see him again. Why do they keep switching up the actors? Because yeah, whoever played him didn't. It, it seems like he might have not stayed on because of the like the unstability of Star Trek. Yeah. Like like as an actor, like you're like, all right, we well, got. Can you say that word again? Unstability. It's not a real word, John or Jeff. Un, uh, unstable. On the unstable characteristics of the show, meaning meaning the pilot didn't get picked up; it got denied. Unsustainability. Unsustainability. Insustainable. I don't know what the word is. I know what you mean. So like yeah. they couldn't pick him up again. So I mean, maybe they just said, you know, he it sounds like maybe he said he didn't want to do it because he wasn't sure he could have a career with it. Yeah. Like. But it's like like they they probably is the second pilot with. William Shatner. I think this the first pilot was with somebody completely different. No, the first pilot is the one we watched. So is is the second episode, which we can go into here right now. Second pilot, two pilots. It's so weird. I mean, it's kind of amazing that Star Trek didn't get picked up. Well, I could see why it didn't get picked up. <laughs> No, no, no. They they actually like they have a good description of why it didn't get picked up. They called the pilot too cerebral, too intellectual, and too slow with not enough action. Rather than rejecting the series outright, though, the network commissioned a second pilot. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And then the second pilot is played by uh, it's played by all those people. Not William um, Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, or is it the same people that made the first pilot? No, no, the first, the second pilot has Kirk as the captain of the USS Enterprise. All right, so let's assume that episode two is the second pilot. What do you mean, episode two? 
the the episode that we watched, Jeff. The second episode we watched. Mm-hmm. That was not the second pilot. So the second the, pilot. The, just, Netflix has the first pilot, and then it starts off with season one. Weird. I know. So what happened to the second pilot? We'll have to find it somewhere. Yeah, no, we we should hunt this down. I wonder if it's like so different. Like I wonder if they like intentionally put more action and sped up the pacing. Yeah. Which is not the form- formula of Star Trek. Well, Star Trek, I mean, you have to admit that that first pilot was pretty slow. Yeah, but it's smart. And it's well but done. It, it, for the t- timeline of things, they weren't looking for smart shows. They were not looking in, for not in 66? No. Uh, what, what other shows were in 66? When was Knight Rider out? They wanted action. 1982. 1982. Um, but they wanted more action. Action translates better to a small screen. Hmm. I like the pacing of the first episode. I think it's, I think it's interesting and enjoyable and smart and. See, in nineteen sixty six was also Batman, right? And Green Acres and Hogan's Heroes and the Andy Griffith Show. (laughs) Bonanza, Bonanza was in the middle of it. So Star Trek, probably not the lead. Okay, Jeff. The second episode, William Shatner's finally Captain Kirk. Yeah. We're landing on a planet for a medical, like an annual medical checkup. Checkup. And they're requesting an absurd amount of salt. Probably not like an absurd amount, like probably a, a huge amount. They said like like hundreds of pounds or something ridiculous. <laughs> um well, yeah, they only had twenty five pounds left or something. So I got a question for you, Jeff, because this probably bothers you yeah, as much as it bothers me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. They land to find, to go to check the woman and the, the husband, right? Yeah. And they all see a different version of the woman. Yeah. How does that happen? How does that work? Yeah. Wait. So, so here's my question. Yeah. If later we were establishing that she's a shape changer who can shape shift for no reason at all, because it's never explained. She's yeah. just this is the kind of creature well, it's a part she of her is. Species, yeah. Right. To how does she how did how does she create multiple different illusions for different people? Okay, that's never explained. And that's <laughs> the only part in the whole show where that whole episode of they, they do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it. No, no, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> They all have to see a different woman, right? And it's it's a good way of explaining it to the audience, right? Yeah, you know something's up. Right. That yeah, we know that there's something wrong with her. We understand that she can appear differently, right? Mm-hmm. But never again can she appear as multiple different people to different people. Nope. No, it would it's it would have been really convenient throughout the entire episode for her. Right. Right. Because she could appear as anybody she wanted at any time. Hey, if you could, if like, what happens to a person when all this salt is drained from them? 
Apparently, according to Star Trek, they die. <laughs> yeah, but you die. But like, what happens? Like, do you actually just stay yourself, or do you shrivel up a little bit? I mean, I don't see why you shrivel up a little bit. Aren't we very little salt? Yeah, but we need salt to survive. I I understand that, but but we're not. We're not like a significant amount of our body is salt. If you were to like absorb all the water in a person, right? Like to completely, yeah, we would shrivel up and be dehydrated. But the salt's like a fraction of a percent, right? Probably. I don't know. They talked about what a, a human was made up of and in Breaking, Breaking Bad. We should go back and watch that fart. <laughs> <laughs> it's. This episode's good, I think. I, think I liked it, it. I think um, it's I think they, it's suspenseful. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're made up of point four percent of our body weight is salt. Okay, so point four percent of our, our body, if that's all that's salt, like we're not gonna shrivel up. So a fifty kilogram person contains about two hundred grams of salt. Or they around forty teaspoons. So that's, I mean, she's not absorbing that much salt out of a person then. Yeah. I mean, especially if that's on average, right? Like that's not a hundred percent. Yeah. But I really like the episode. I liked that they started off with, you can see that the difference between those two episodes, this one definitely has a little bit more action going. Yeah. They're going to kill more people and make it a little bit more intense. How many people died in this pilot versus how many died in this episode? Does anybody die in the pilot? One. One person dies in the pilot, right? I think so, yeah. Like, just one crew person. How does he die? Oh, yeah, he dies, like, when they go to camp. I don't know. I don't know. But just maybe less than, I don't know, a ton. Not a lot of people. Right, but this, this woman's just, like, dropping dudes left and right. What do you think of the pilot altogether? Like he lives with a person who just consumes salt in order to study her. Why did she? Ju- he just need a little bit more time. What was he hoping to gain from this? I, I mean, it's not like he wanted a lot of salt. Yeah, he wanted to keep her alive because she was the last of her species. Um, but to but to not report that to like the Federation like seems like a mistake, right? Yeah, I know, right? Like the whole entire point of like the crews of the Enterprise and the other spaceships in the in the fleet is like to go protect alien life. All right, so she's the last of her species and she needs salt. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, the Enterprise seems like it would have done this, right? Am I wrong? Am I Star Trek? Yeah, I know. Like if you're like a Star Trek, you're like if you're the guy, you're like, hey, this is the last of her species, right? Like, they, they would do something about it, right? Yeah, like, I think they would. I, I, don't, I don't know. The, the part of Star Trek feels like they're trying to not interfere. And first off, if somebody kills your wife, would you not be mad about it? Like, like wouldn't you be a little bit mad about it? Like, uh... <laughs> like a little ticked? Just a little? Yeah, no, it's it's weird. I I think it was done well though. Yeah. It was done really well. 
Um, I, I liked it a lot. It was a pretty cool episode. I mean, Star the, Trek does have unique episodes, the, especially for like in its time. It's really innovative. The scene in which they're the the best scene in that episode is when they're in the in like the the briefing room. Yeah, and like Doctor, she's impersonating Doctor McCoy, and like like he knows, like the the the, the husband knows that yeah. it's her, but they won't say anything. Oh yeah, because he and knows then, it's and then then they say we're just go get truth serum. And, <laughs> which which um maybe a plot problem. Just, yeah, why did that thing just all of a sudden just kill the doctor? I mean she like, doesn't kill the doctor. Yeah, she does. No 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 McCoy lives. No, I'm talking about the doctor from the planet. Oh, oh yeah. Because she didn't care. Yeah, but she was living with him for like three years. She just wanted the salt, Jeff. That's mean. Selfish and and, and uncaring. Then, oh man, they, they never explained how they all died off, didn't they? Did they just ran out? They ran out of salt, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. They did. They they oh. said they say it was a sudden loss of all salt in their body killed them. But so, like, how stupid is it for evolution to evolve a thing that needs salt to live? Like, like what what species in our planet, like in our entire planet, needs something else besides like water, water and f- meat, or like food, like okay, not but, a specific type of element, or not okay, a specific. But, type. Okay, but Jeff, imagine that the water, the population of of Earth exceeds a limit and we consume more water than we have which sounds impossible don't get me wrong jeff like that is almost impossible but that's basically what it sounds like happened on this planet like there there was there was not enough salt to meet the demand of the species that was doing fine before this yeah anyway fascinating Dude, that plant was that 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 whole like when it gets to the end and still the the doctor is still trying to decide if he wants to kill her or not. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good intense science fiction at its best. Oh yeah. That thing is creepy looking, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I don't like it. <laughs> um final episode we watched, Jeff. Final episode. Charlie X. Charlie X. Um so they're going to another ship or yeah. pulling up up beside another ship to beam on like a kid mm-hmm. that was found like a living human kid. And they're trying to take him back to Earth 5, which I'm assuming is just a sector of actual Earth. It's a colony that's called yeah. Earth 5. Okay. Anyway, turns out this kid has like the ability to make things appear and make things disappear and like seems to have endless limits of power <laughs> yeah and, uh, not endless because they they found it end yeah uh too much stimulation yeah. and he can't he can't handle it yeah so they um, if, he's, if he's controlling the enterprise that they turn on everything in the enterprise one thing you notice about, like, I think it may be every show, but especially Star Trek, is it starts up slow at first to where it slowly introduces all the plot and what's happening. And then it gets, like, insane. 
Like it just like the end, it's like, it's like picks up speed by 10 to 20 times. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's one of those moments in Star Trek where I'm like, yep, nobody knew how to write this kid. No. Nobody, and it's awkward. He's a creeper too. Oh yeah, my he's God. he's so creepy. Um, Jesus. He's so creepy. No one seems to know what to do about it. No one will explain to him why he's creepy. Yeah. Like, if anything, like, the conversations between him and Kirk are, like, even more uncomfortable than, like, the uncomfortable moments that he creates. Yeah. <laughs> um, the best thing he does is make all the phasers disappear. Yeah, just in the entire ship. Yeah, not all just... All the phasers that disappeared. Yeah, not just... Not just the two red shirts that were going to take him back to his quarters, right? Just to just to let him wind down. He makes all the phasers on the entire ship disappear. Yeah. Which is like the best page on the intercom system that Kirk ever gets, I think, so far. <laughs> They're all gone. Um, sir, uh, security wants me to let you know that all the phasers are gone. <laughs> um, brilliant. Hilarious. Weird. I think... Uh... Yeah, that's hilarious. Where is he sending them, by the way? It's like weird children of the corn moment. Yeah. Too. Like it's it's awkward and bad and I I don't quite understand it. Where are the children, did you say? No, like he's sending like he's making people disappear, but they're not really disappearing. And like at one point they imply that he's making things vis- invisible. And I like, don't think he's making them invisible. He's just making them He's like basically I think he's transporting them to a random planet. You think it's just completely random? Yeah. Cuz he's able to bring back the bring back the, the the blonde whose name I never remember. The aliens are. The aliens do. The aliens that come to grab him bring her back. Do they bring back the the other guy that he made disappear? Yeah, they said he brought they brought back everybody and his ship was restored to full. Okay. He made a deflector. He made a deflector shield in the ship disappear, in the other ship to blow it up. Yeah, it's gonna blow up anyway. <laughs> uh, other wonderful highlight moment is them playing 3D chess. <laughs> he just makes up. And first off, he's so sure he's going to win. Yeah. And Spock gets him in like three moves, like the quickest. I don't even understand 3D chess match, but I think he got owned. Is that a real game? Yeah, can they that... made it into a real game after this. Okay, so this can be really played. Like, I thought I've seen this in real life, but like, I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. Super cool. Notable, worthwhile mentioning for science fiction <laughs> fantasy games. Mm hmm. I love that we're doing this, Jeff. I think so. So I think I thought Charlie X was the most intense. So he turned the one person into a lizard for saying hi to him. <laughs> a lizard. I don't like this one. Of of all the episodes, this is my least favorite. You don't like this one the most? Yeah, like I'm, like I like it. I laughed at it. it his his every line that com- every every line that comes out of this kid is completely awkward. He just completely annoyed me the entire episode. Yeah, but it's 
somewhat enjoyable. And then Kirk is awkward with talking to the kid and being a leader. Which is weird because Kirk is a perfect leader. <laughs> um, no, it's it's good. And Star Trek does something brilliant where like you're not really sure he's a kid, too. Right? Like you're like, what is this building up to? Yeah. And it all builds up to him just being taken away from some weird like weird alien race. It's like half physical, half not. They gave him the powers for him in order to survive. Yeah. Which is okay, but like, man, like if you have that much power, couldn't you just make him like, like they can't take away his power, right? They can't take away his power. And then they're apparently that powerful, but they can't, they are powerful enough to like, you know, watch over him. Yeah. If he can do all that stuff, can't he just easily disappear from that place then? <laughs> can he just teleport himself to wherever yeah. he wants to be? His powers seem limitless, like, like with over overstimulation, trying to do too much at once. He can't control it. Yeah. But like everything else, like it doesn't seem like there's any rules to what he can do. He can make he can make cards transport teleport. Oh yeah, he can make anything teleport. He can melt anything. Apparently, he has <laughs> limitless powers. He's the most powerful person. It's in this entire show so far yeah like even more than the weird brain people even yeah yeah he could d destroy the brain people yeah he could just make them disappear if that they captured that guy to procreate with that girl it'd be a lock-in he'd be so creepy he'd just be all for it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he'd be completely on board <laughs> he could picture whatever older women he wanted yeah, see? Because for some reason he's not he into girls his own age. Young. He could probably make her young himself. Or he could make her older. Because apparently he wanted an older woman. Yeah. Also, confirming there's other kids on the Enterprise. Uh, other like 16 or 17 year olds. For now, Is that yeah. that child labor? Mm, no, because they're just in quarters. <laughs> There's people who live on the Enterprise. Like families? Yeah, like not everybody works on the Enterprise. There's 428 passengers, I think they confirmed. Yeah, but like all of them die throughout the entire series. <laughs> it seems like a pretty unsafe place to live. It's like the most unsafe place to live. Any moment you could just disappear from a random child on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they take in random children. You yeah. walk around and a random thing just drains all your salt. Jeff, do you have a character of the week? <laughs> I do have a character of the week. I like Star Trek. It's yeah, just, I do too. I, they have the most original show episodes. Yeah, and no, and every science fiction plot, that, like Johnny said in the chat, Johnny Casino, like mm -hmm. the Orville, like copied the the concept of that first episode. Yeah, like already. Because they're trying to make something Star Trek-like, right? This this sets the groundwork for all future space science fiction, whether you like it or not, right? Mm -hmm. This is, I think, why there's a large fan base of people who try to create fan fiction, like fan films, mm -hmm. because they're in, they're they're completely attached to the idea that Star Trek is the future of like science fiction, even though like 
You could make up any universe you want. That's what the Orville is. You could just take what any any make up any organization. You could make them go out in space. You could change the shape of the ship. It could be exactly like Star Trek, right? Yeah. You don't need to make a Star Trek fan film. Change characters. Use the same chain of commands. Just use different names. You know, it's it's all possible. Doesn't have to be exactly the same, but people are so committed to the idea of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Star Trek is really good, though. I mean, it's a it's an original show. <laughs> brilliant! It's absolutely brilliant. In 1966, do you want do you want to do you want to hear about Rick Tor? Yeah, let's hear about Rick Tor. Rick Tor, the tour of Ricks. Rick Tor is right there. He's seen falling off a building. Okay. Yes. He's already dead. All right. I didn't even read. His real name is... He appears in X-Factor number 17. His real name is Julio Esteban Richter. He changed his name from Richter to Richter. (laughs) Wow. Oh, man. He's a private investigator, too. You'd know that's easy. Richter. Richter. Oh, it's so simple. New York City. Special powers abilities. By touching objects can cause them to vibrate and crumble. Applied to buildings, his powers have earthquake-like effect. (laughs) Only on that building. (laughs) Wait, is that actually in there or did you just add that? I added that. (laughs) Okay. Can cause them... So if if he touched somebody, would he cause them to vibrate and crumble? Will girls find that pleasurable first? Yeah, I was gonna. This is gonna be my question. Can he control it so it's pleasurable? Oh, I don't know, but that's, like a like a full body massage, but you're just any, shaking everywhere. Oh, anything to vibrate and crumble? <laughs> anything like you, you apply this to buildings? It has earthquake-like effects. Earthquake-like, so it's not real earthquakes, right? As a boy, Julio Richter saw the mutant clone Strife murder his father. Oh man, it's it's they created a C-list character by murdering of his father with a B-list character. <laughs> <laughs> Julio later developed mutant powers and was captured by the right to cause mayhem in San Francisco. So he's a D-list character. Who's his like a B list character murdered his father and a C list character recruited him? Sounds really notable and important. Freed by X Factor, he has since served with them as well as the New Mutants and X Force. M Day, why do they have to have all these initials and stuff? X X M. M Day robbed him of his powers, but he still joined X Factor Investigations. He later started a relationship with Shatterstar, and the Scarlet Witch restored his powers. Wait, so this entire thing—they don't talk about his powers at all. <laughs> well, he can make things shake, Jeff, and crumble. I didn't hear like like. Have you heard of Shatterstar? No, I've never. The heard only of name I've ever heard in this entire thing is Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Yep, and even then, she's still honestly a C level character. Is she? She's only maybe a B character because she has a B role in the movies now. Oh man, the next character in this book is the right, Dave. The right? Yeah, the one that listed Richter. 
Anyway, Jeff. You want to hear? You want to hear his power powers? Sure. There's the, the there's two members of the the right. One of them is Cameron Hodge, brilliant planner, made immortal through a mystical pact. And the next one is An- Animator, Animator, genius level geneticist, other unnamed operatives and soldiers. Hmm. So that's the, so that their both powers are just genius. One's a genius and one's just brilliant. Nice. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, is that it? I think so, Dave. I think so. For those who are listening, next Don't week we're watching you. What? 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 Don't let the right get you. Don't let the right get you. Make sure you guys watch Parks and Recreation. The first six episodes of Park and Rec- Parks and Recreation available on Netflix. Yeah. For next week, if you guys are watching these shows along with us, it's going to take approximately two years. So get on, so get on board. Better get uh, on board early, Jeff. Or, you know, or, or not, you could probably catch up pretty fast in a couple months. Jeff, do you know what we say right now? What? Oh, are you serious? <laughs> Is this really not? Hold on, God, that was gonna be so perfect timing. Here we go. Dave, take me out of here. Dave, take me out of here. Whoa. That was a little loud for Character Crunch, episode 168 with Dave Moore. I'm Dave Moore. That's Jeff Daly. You guys can follow the show at Character Crunch. You guys can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Character Crunch. Or you can get all our links. The best way to do this is to go over to charactercrunch.com, powered by the Dayspace Podcast Network, which is made possible in part by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash Dayspace, where you can be like Josh Miller, who streams and speedruns games on Twitch at a big F N Eagle. Jeff. Yeah. Anything before we get out of here? No. Don't let the Richtor touch you. All right. You might vibrate and crumble. Or don't don't make the weird kid mad at you so he makes you disappear, or the brain people give you weird fantasies so you can mate with an extremely misshapen older woman. Look, you you only have to say yes to the awkward kid and he'll make you disappear. Like, this is important matters if you're going through school. Never talk to the awkward kid. And yeah, especially when they're going through puberty and adolescence with endless power. With endless power, especially. If they have endless power, (laughs) just avoid them. (laughs) Guys, watch Parks and Recreation. We'll see you guys next week. Go to charactercrunch.com. Do that. It supports this show as well. If you can't be a patron... Or watch our YouTube version. That also helps us out. Yeah. I'm Dave Moore. That's Jeff Daly. Oh, yeah. We'll see you guys next Thursday when the show airs on iTunes. Or you can watch it early on Wednesday nights on YouTube. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.